This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the WOMED, you amazing, talented providers. I'm so thrilled. That thrilled's the wrong word. I need an, I need a new adjective personally. I need one of those like vocabulary word of the day calendars. But we have the co-CEOs of Fig Scrubs live and in person on the WOMED today. Ugh. Getting to sit down with Heather and Trina was just an honor. It, it's, it's something that I really didn't expect to happen, to be honest. I mean, they are extremely busy, accomplished women. They've got a million things to do. There's such a presence about them. Yeah. I think you and I, throughout this interview, we had so many moments where we just looked at each other and it just felt like you can really feel the passion and the love that they have for healthcare providers. They got emotional. We, we all got a bit emotional during this episode. Um, and it's, it's a very humanizing conversation that we have. And I truly can't wait for everyone to hear this episode. Whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa, no. Okay. We actually just had someone DM us about a whoa, no moment. We've had a couple. I'm really happy people are sending in their like whoa, no requests. But I can't fully speak into this because I haven't watched the current season, but I have watched other shows that are portraying life during a pandemic. But um, as far as, you know, medical shows portraying, you know, what it's like working through the pandemic, I'm happy about it. I don't think we should shy away from it. I, you know, personally can't say how accurate it is. I haven't been in the bedside. I can only go off of what my friends who are working are saying. But I don't know, Jack, what do you think? You, you're watching the current season of Grey's. Yeah. So the season 17 did take place during the pandemic, during COVID. And I'm like such a dork. I like went and watched all these like interviews with Shonda Rhimes and the uh, actors about this decision. And it's funny that we got this DM, this question about, you know, how do you feel about, well, they asked specifically about Grey's, but I know a few other medical shows. How do you feel about medical shows uh, portraying the pandemic? Yes or no. And in these interviews that I was watching with the creators of Grey's Anatomy and the producers, they also were at this like crossroads. Do we cover it or do we not cover it? And ultimately they did decide to cover it, which I think is the necessary decision. I think not covering it would have been a huge disservice to the medical community. I think that there are a lot of stories that needed to be shared and a lot of relationships and just different dynamics that we've all experienced together that needed to be highlighted. So mm -hmm. how do you feel Grace has done portraying life during the pandemic and working in a hospital and like those stories? Overall, I think they did an excellent job. 
I will say I, I, I kind of was with like other people in the other side of the camp in the beginning where I was like, no, I, I watch TV. I watch Grey's to escape. I don't want to turn on my TV and have to be reminded of the hospital and people dying and all of these horrible things. Like I don't want to have to turn on the TV and, and like relive what I just did. <laughs> so it, it actually did yeah. take me a while to kind of like get into that season. So I'm curious if that was anyone else's experience, but overall, I, th- I honestly, what changed that for you? I think honestly, probably getting vaccinated. Like once I was vaccinated, once we had the vaccine, once things started to kind of take a positive turn, I mean, we got the vaccine and then things got worse and then they got better and things got worse. It's been a roller coaster. We all know that. But I think for me, like when I finally felt a sense that, you know, this still sucks, but this is not going to last forever. I was like, okay, now I can kind of start to dive back into this. And I think that they did a really beautiful job. And I think it kind of, you know, you you can take it or leave it. Like these medical shows are going to have certain things that bother you or certain things that you know, aren't 100% accurate. But at the end of the day, I think that they made the right move by covering the pandemic. I think that they had to. Agreed. I've watched a couple other shows. I mean, I'm totally addicted to the 911 shows. And I love that they're having conversations masked. You know, they're, mm-hmm. uh, it's, they're, they're handling real life situations. So I appreciated it. You know, there's this kind of like unwritten rule in music that you shouldn't date your songs, right? You shouldn't put anything in it that that dates it, which I think is a dumb rule, to be honest, because there's a song out that's called Fuck 2020. And you know, I love it, (laughs) but I'm glad I'm glad that they they didn't take that route for the shows. And I think it's really important to to highlight and for people to to see what y'all have been through. You know, I I can't take someone through a NICU, like a real life journey through. So I think it's I think it's important that these shows are are doing just that, are trying to show show what it's like. So thumbs up. Yeah. And if it does start to be too much for you, then Mm -hmm. then take space. You don't have to keep watching. You know, if it's triggering something, if a certain story or a certain patient highlighted in the show starts to be too triggering for you, then turn it yeah. off. You know, you don't have to watch it. Um, wait until you're ready or don't do it at all. But yeah, thumb, thumbs up. Yeah. Set those set those boundaries for yourself. Thumbs up for covering the pandemic medical TV shows from Danny and Jack. I'm so happy our listeners are submitting their nursey energies. Me too. It makes me so happy. I mean, we just love rating them, to be honest. It's empowering for us. It makes us feel good. We like being able to share them. So please make sure. I mean, if you have a moment, if anything like good happens to you, like during the week or like in a day or or even it's just kind of crappy and you want a pep talk, like Jack and I will get on the mic and pep talk you. Absolutely. And we have a quick pep talk here. One of our dear listeners, Nikki, submitted her <laughs> nursey energy. And we are going to read this beautiful little note that she sent us. This note absolutely made my day. So she said, hey, just listened to your first episode and wanted to send a quick congrats. Let you know that I'm so excited to continue listening. Thanks so much, Nikki. <laughs> I'm a vet tech, which is basically an animal nurse. It's a tough job that is underappreciated and way underpaid compared to human nursing. 
I come from a family of medical professionals with both of my parents being RNs, one in L&D, the other in psych, and my uncle is a pediatrician. My parents actually tried to talk me out of going to school to be a vet tech and tried to get me to be an RN instead because they pay much more, but you don't get to pick your passions. <laughs> Anyways, love the show. And D got you hooked on figs. Um, haha, that is actually quite timely, Nikki, because our episode today um, is well, we'll just leave it at that. Very timely. But thank you so much, Nikki, for that. Thank you so much for submitting that. And I again, I think a lot of people can relate to her story. Truly, truly. Yeah. And it's so true. You cannot pick what you're passionate about. So if you're passionate about wound care, if you're passionate about animals, if you're passionate about uh, feet, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> if you're passionate about feet... Maybe, maybe become a podiatrist and don't go the other way. Podiatry. I meant podiatry. We don't accept feet picked here not. at the WOMED. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've said it before. Do I have to keep saying it? I am so excited to share that we have Heather and Trina on the podcast today. And for those that don't know, they are the co-CEOs of Fig Scrubs. I'm trying not to freak. It's pretty exciting. You're the best. <laughs> that was so sweet. You guys. You, we love an, you so much. This is an audio, oh. but you should have seen the video of this. Danielle was, was really sweet on this. Danielle, you've been with Fig since... Almost the beginning, right? You've been with Figs for a while. Not quite the beginning, but for, I mean, since I got was off The Bachelor, so that was like 2017. Yeah, in 2017, yeah. Is that, that's when we went you to You guys Peru. were in the old building yet. You had it moved into the oh, new space. Oh, we had space. five. That was like our fifth office. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we moved from one closet to the next. <laughs> we actually did. We, we, yeah, we had a, yeah, that was probably our third office that you saw. Oh, okay. But we, we met in Peru. Yeah. We met in Peru when we could still travel freely and go on awesome adventures. And you guys basically set up in a medical trip to Peru where we were able to go down and provide some healthcare to communities that just really ha didn't have the access to it, didn't have frequent enough access to healthcare, anyone that could refer them to a doctor. It was a really special trip. And Alex and Michelle and Mads and Danny, like we we have the group chat still going strong. <laughs> so That was an incredible trip. And I remember really um, hearing about you coming on the trip and and you know, we were a much smaller company, right? I think I think we had, I don't know, twenty or so people in the company. And everyone said, Danielle from The Bachelor is coming on our medical mission. And I was like, so nervous because you were you're nervous. like a celebrity. And I remember I was like, can I ask her questions about like how it works? Oh, yes. Yeah. And you can so, ask me anything. Um, but it was such an amazing trip. It was so meaningful. The amount of patients that we treated in, I think it was a four day time period. Mm -hmm. um, and, the you know, we did a lot of home visits. It was really yeah. challenging, but moving. and. Just you and Michelle um, and Madeline and 
Alex, and Danny. who am I missing? Danny. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, and obviously, Danny, Daniela Vec. Um, It was just an incredible, incredible trip. And it was, you know, it was exhausting and it was emotionally really mm-hmm. draining. But I think we helped so many people. Um, and just thank you again for taking the time and, and coming. And hopefully uh, anyone who's listening, we're, there, we have a lot more to come, especially as travel is opening up. And we would love to, you know, do more of this. I love to hear that. And thank you, because that's always been a dream of mine to go and like offer any sort of like aid and sustainable health care for underserved communities. And you guys just gave me that opportunity. And I was uh, blown away. I also <laughs> think honestly. that's really incredible that you both went on the trip. I mean, mm-hmm. you're two powerhouse CEOs. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of cases that you wouldn't necessarily go with, right? And you guys yeah. were on the ground. So like, how has that been being these powerhouse CEOs behind this incredible company that you've built and being such an integral part of the work still happening on the ground? You're so hands-on. I, I, yeah, we are extremely hands-on, but I, I think it's, it's about who we are as people um, more than anything. I mean, I've been doing this forever for a very long time in terms of giving back and helping people and helping communities. I actually think it's it's more incredible for you guys to go on these trips and help people for free, basically, right? You're giving your time, you're giving your energy, you're giving your hearts. And, your medical expertise, too. And you're right. It's saying your medical expertise in it, and you don't even have any time, right? You guys are so busy. And the time that you that don't even have, you're giving to people in resource poor countries, which I think is absolutely incredible. So we want to be there. We want to support you guys doing that. We, you know, we want to um, even on people on the FIGS team, it's really cool for them to see um, and be on the ground as well. But I love it. I love traveling. I love helping people, um, love helping animals, whatever it is, whatever we can do as a company. We will continue to do that day in and day out. I truly feel that's what sets you guys apart from so many other organizations. And I know I've I've kind of joked about this, but not really joked I just think it would be super cool to have like a figs disaster relief team. Oh my god, Ooh, love that! Right, That's fantastic. Like you have you have access to some of the best medical minds, and who are all willing to, at the drop of a hat to go wherever needs help. Like we had the earthquakes and stuff in Haiti, and we've all this like flooding and wildfires, and I just maybe it's just me. I'm j- I just see figs becoming like this massive resource that can deploy people where they're needed to go. And I think it'd be really cool. No, I think that's great. I think, you know, up (laughs) until this point, we've partnered with other organizations that have that expertise, especially on what you're talking about, emergency relief, whether it's the earthquakes, the fires, there's been so many natural disasters, unfortunately. And even in this pandemic, like our response, and I think we're going to talk about a response to the pandemic and to COVID, but... Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. You know, if we could just do that in-house ourselves, um, maybe not, obviously not just me and Heather, but the the (laughs) overall team um, and build that out, um, I think it could be super impactful. Um, And I I love that. Let's start it today. Done. We we can brand this. I can already envision the new logo for this and we can get to assemble a team together. Perfect. Jack and I are volunteering. We Three fingers up tribute. Amazing. (laughs) This is great. I I love it. This is like... Yeah, this is the most important stuff in the world, right? Is This is what pushes our world forward, is the most brilliant minds going out there and solving problems. That's what it's about. That's why 
we're so dedicated and we're so passionate about figs is because that's the whole mission of the company. The whole mission, yes, we make great product and we're focused on product all day long. But at the end of the day, you know, we want to, we aim to inspire healthcare professionals and also the next generation of, of, of people wanting to become healthcare professionals. So we as lay people, if you're not our lay people, so we can live in a better world, right? Like, and I don't think people realize this. I know the audience here, you guys are all healthcare professionals, so it, it you know, may not think about it, but imagine even if we had like millions more of, you know, certain types of nurses or different types of physicians and, and techs and scientists, right? I think, um, yeah, we'd be living in a very, very different world. And that's the world that we, we aim to live in, right? Because you guys are creating and inventing the future. Not us. We're just the support. I think you can give yourselves a little bit more credit than that. <laughs> well, I think that we can, you know, I think that healthcare workers can feel that. Absolutely. Yeah. We can, we sense that that is the, the drive behind figs. And I think that's why so many healthcare workers are so, um, can align so much with the brand because we feel that you are uplifting us in so many different ways. And so as you see, you joke lay people, but as non-healthcare professionals, like backtracking just a little bit, you disrupted an entire market. And how, like, how does, how did that even come about? And I'm sure you've given your, you know, elevator speech a million times, but, you know, for the listeners, maybe that are, are, are tuning in for the first time and hearing from both of you, how did you disrupt this market of scrubs? Because I'm sure Danielle can relate to the times when scrubs were only found in shitty, like, parking lot mall strip situations. Malls, yeah. Which, not to shit on those, because they are, you know, I just drove by one the other day and I was like, I didn't even stores, know that these but... still exist. I thought Figs probably put all these out of the market, honestly, but they're still around somehow. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Heather, I mean, it really came about over a simple cup of coffee and you should tell the story. It's just so good. But I think that's you know, how this all came to be. This is what's actually so cool about life, right? You sit and you have a cup of coffee with somebody. You talk about what they're wearing and why the heck they're wearing it. And this woman at the time, she worked at Cedar sinai nurse practitioner, and I didn't understand why she was wearing these terrible, terrible scrubs, like really bad. And um, she's like, this is what we have. This is it. This is it. And I said, look, I am the best shopper. Hands down, and I will find you better scrubs. And so she sent me to a couple of different stores, and I walked into these scrub stores. I'm sure you guys are familiar with them. And then I went to maybe like around 15 different scrub stores around the Los Angeles area. And they were pretty bad, in my opinion. They were a little depressing, um, not to the same standards as normal retail stores that exist in the world. And so I thought, what is this? And they closed at 5 o'clock or 6 mm -hmm. o'clock, and the shift changes normally at 7, right? And I thought, okay, what is this? And why don't we just go direct to consumer, meaning sell at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning if we need to, because healthcare professionals work at odd hours, all hours, really. And... Then I thought on the, on, the, on the product side, why don't we make the best product in the world for them, right? You have the Nikes, the Lululemons, the Adidas, the Pumas making the best product for athletes so they can score more goals, run faster, sweat less, I guess, right? <laughs> but, and, and, and I'm not putting down athletes because athletes are absolutely amazing and it's really hard to do what, let's say, a Serena Williams does or a LeBron James or, you know, Roger Federer. But... I think what healthcare professionals do is absolutely incredible. It's like saving that one life, right? And your your stadium sometimes is only six people when you save a life. And I think I'm getting off track with the story, but bear with me here. <laughs> and right, so it's if you're like in a room and you're, you're surrounded by six people and you save 
that life, that's your state in the six people. And in a normal stadium, you have maybe seven to 100,000 people watching you score that goal. And it was like, I was comparing these kind of things in my head where how do we take this healthcare professional and put them in that $100,000, I mean, $100,000, you know, audience stadium? Like, how do we do that even though they're only in a room with six people? And so our way of doing it now at the, you know, I thought at the time, like, how do we do this? Let's put everybody in billboards, right? Let's celebrate them. Let's empower them. Let's do the same thing what these companies are doing for athletes, but let's do them in our way. I totally got sidetracked, but uh, yeah, <laughs> let me, let me so go back a little friends. bit. Hang on in. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. But anyway, so I took her scrubs and I just tailored them because I was like, okay, at least I can fix the silhouette. Um, and then her colleague said, can you help me? And I said, sure. And then it just kind of like really struck me. I'm going to make the best product in the world for healthcare professionals. And to this day, we have an amazing product team that that's what they focus on day in and day out. I mean, we Mm -hmm. obsess about every single detail about stitches per inch, right? We like analyze everything. Is it 10? Is it 12? Is it 15? So that's, that's, I think that's the beginning. It's, you got to just, I guess, open your eyes to see what, what you want to change for me. That's what I wanted to change the physical product and also to put healthcare professionals, you know, on a billboard. I think that I remember seeing Brittany, Dr. Odom. Odom, yeah. Yeah. Post her her billboard. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, that's not something you see. You don't see healthcare professionals plastered up like that. But you made a really cool point that I didn't really even think about until you said it was a lot of times these scrub shops, and I don't mean to say this, like I know a lot of them are like mom and pop run, but they don't make shopping fun. You know, after a really long shift, last thing you want to go is to dig through a lot of boxy scrubs in a non-aesthetically pleasing sort of shop and just they're, they're like paper thin because that's just they're, they're mass produced. They're just not good quality. And, you know, when we get dressed for work, we want to feel like like we're putting on our uniform, like we're empowering ourselves with how we dress and I feel like figs has really elevated that for people because you look authoritative in them because they're and this not to hate on any of the cartoony scrubs I know they have their place that's not my style Danielle hates cartoon scrubs I, I hate. she's got and for a NICU nurse who I'm like shocked about this but she has like a vendetta know, against cartoon scrubs NICU, yeah <laughs> I, maybe it's my own personal thing where it took me so long to gain any sort of respect in the hospital setting because I'm a sweet little blonde girl, you know, and doctors wouldn't listen to me. Other nurses kind of, you know, put me down a little bit at first. They're like, okay, do you really know what you're talking about? And I felt like I had, I wanted to change how I dressed and it really started to shift. I feel like once I started, wearing you know not like your like pink cutesy things you know well when you get ready for work in healthcare you want to feel like you matter mm-hmm. and i think especially like danielle and i are both from the nursing background from nursing professions and there's so many times in our jobs where we feel like we don't matter and when you put on a pair of scrubs that make you feel like you're just like a badass and that you're going to tackle the day like it changes your entire perspective it makes you feel not just different like how you're going into the room but I think there's like a respect level too. Like 
for example, I, I'm a nursing instructor now. I teach bachelor's nursing students. And I had the funniest conversation with them last week. They're all, they're complaining about their scrubs. They have to wear these scrubs from the university. Like they have to go buy from the university. They have like the university patch on them. And they're like, you know, moving their scrubs around and like, oh God, these are so itchy and they're so uncomfortable. Like these aren't cute. And I was like, well, guys, like I, I'm pretty sure with our university, you can buy, you know, nicer scrubs. You can buy figs and just like patch the patch on yourself. And they literally go, I don't think we're allowed to wear figs yet. I'm like, what do you mean not allowed to wear figs? And they're like, well, like, we're not, we're not, we're not there yet. Like we're not, you know, it was almost like they were, they didn't feel like they earned their figs yet. That's so Is, interesting. I, yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. They, um, especially like there's something with the joggers, especially where the nursing students are really nervous to wear jogger scrubs because that's, th- they think that that's something you have to like earn your That's dues. so cool. I love this. I know. I told them, I'm like, you guys have it all. You <laughs> go buy your figs now. Like, what are you waiting for? But it was really cool. With, yeah. And I've heard this actually with a number of um, nurses and, and female physicians too of saying, I was never viewed as a doctor. I was never viewed as a nurse, right? As a woman, because I would walk in the room, they would be so baggy falling off of me. I would be holding up my waistband that no one gave me that credibility or that um, that stamp to say, hey, you deserve to be here. And so that I think for us is, is, is just, you know, uh, I mean, it means so much that we're able to give people that sense of empowerment to go into your job, feel the title that you've spent, to your point, so many years working towards, studying for, getting every degree. We joke about it here. The amount of acronyms uh, or the, the amount of yeah, uh, the alphabet soup. Behind Rebecca has like twenty six, yeah, twenty seven letters. Yeah, she's gonna kill me, but yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I was gonna bring up Danny too. I was like, Danny's got a mouthful at the end, <laughs> and it's just incredible. And for you to work and study and do all that and get to that level and not feel that you belong in that room, um, and for our products to help people feel that. Um, I couldn't think of a better thing that we could be spending our time doing. (laughs) Obviously, Fix has totally changed the game. And this has come up a few times in the conversation already about how you have highlighted healthcare professionals and really put them at the forefront of your branding, putting real healthcare professionals on billboards. That's something that I don't think any company did before. You know, you have half a million dollar grants ready for healthcare professionals, Threads for Threads initiatives, and so many different things. But, you know, I'm curious to know how you shifted during the pandemic to continue to put healthcare professionals first, because this was a time when not just figs, but now the whole world is looking at healthcare professionals. It is our job to put healthcare professionals first. That's what we do. And, and I shouldn't even use the word job because that the, that's what that's what the purpose of figs is is to perform for healthcare professionals um but i think jack your question was what did we do during covid um we did a lot of things there was one thing that i thought actually was was pretty cool that we did i remember it was march 20th when it started to really i mean i found out about this whole thing um in i want to say like in december we started to hear it right and then then it snowballed to the states and it really hit us hard in in the states in march and I remember that uh, the government was making all these announcements saying, you can't give masks to individuals. You have to give masks to institutions, right? Does the, the uh, KN95 masks or the just N95 masks? We're like, okay. 
um, and were able to produce the K95 masks. And they said, well, no, figs, you're not allowed to give it to individuals and we're direct to consumer. So we said, we have to. And I got this uh, phone call from a friend of mine, a doctor, and he's like, do you have any masks? He's like, I've been putting mine in the oven every single night. And yeah, he's a, a, a pediatric surgeon. He goes, I've been putting mine in the oven every night to get rid of all the germs. And it it killed me. It broke my heart. And I said, of course, I have, I have, you know, a lot. I go, I'm producing a lot. And I said, that's it. I said, I don't care what the government says. We're going to give these out to individuals because that's what we do. Um, and they really said not to do it. Right. And we didn't care because you guys are, are number one we, and we put you first. Um, and we gave out anytime you just you went to our website, we just gave them out for free, obviously. So people would have them to go to work and feel safe. So that was one thing that, that we did. And I think, you know, we shifted our supply chain. I think what it brought our team together because, you know, everyone said now we've been focused on healthcare professionals for a decade. Right. And then the whole world said, oh, my God, healthcare professionals. And we, it, it became, I think, across the whole company, this just immediacy and profound responsibility that we need to be, continue to be the company that shows up, that shows up and makes as many KN95 masks as possible, that shows up with isolation gowns and hazmat suits and all the PPE, all protective gear. We made our Finax masks. We made our face shields. Oh, the face shields were so cold. Did you guys see our face shields? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I still have them in my car. I bring them yeah. to work. They 32 were, they're grams. They're so great at work, High too. Viz. You can mm -hmm. wear the mask. You can huff and puff in it and you can still i'm in everybody's face the face shield was clutch i love it yes <laughs> um and you know so and working really fast but it took i mean i'm just so proud of this team like it took this entire figs team that just rallied and and you know i think that's one of the other things that makes this company unique everybody knows wakes up and knows exactly who who we serve knows exactly why we do what we do right and it's this incredible mission of of healthcare professionals are first, um, and we are here to show up. And we you know as the world stops clapping, and we've seen it as the world stops clapping at 7 p.m. as you know everyone's coming out of the hospital, we will continue cheering all day long, all month, all year for the next hundred years, if not more, as long as we're here on this planet. And you guys are helping us be here longer. <laughs> I was so impressed with how you guys showed up during the pandemic. Um, I mean. Not just the masks. I know Jackie and I have talked about the first time we got masks. We're like, this is the first time we felt protected. I remember getting, Trina, you brought up the the masks. I, I remember, I'm like going to try to not get emotional, but I remember getting the first cloth mask from Figs in the mail. And I didn't, we didn't know that you guys were like, I think you were inclu including them um, in orders. Like all of a sudden you're giving them out for free. That was still a time when we we were literally reusing our masks at work, like shift after shift after shift. And you couldn't get even surgical masks back then or cloth masks. The only way you could get a cloth mask is if you had a friend that was literally sewing them like on the side. And I remember opening up that cloth mask and just bawling because that was such a scary time, you know? And I remember wearing that mask, putting it over my N95 for for weeks and going home, washing the cloth mask, putting it back over the N95, going home, washing it, putting it back on. And I, I honestly like it's like sounds so tacky, but it's almost like it felt like you guys had our back, you know, when a time where it felt like the we government do. did it. And, you know, do. it felt like some other, you know, our hospitals didn't or the government didn't or whoever did it. Well, you know what? Figs does. At least somebody is, is looking out for us. <laughs> 
and it was beautiful. And I, um, we do have your back. Yeah, we'll do anything for you. I, I know we can. We we feel that for sure. Let alone the thousands of care packages you sent off across the United States to different hospitals and stuff. I mean, truly, if anyone showed up, I feel like Fig's dead. So thank you for that. Thank you for showing up actually for us, meaning like not figs, like but humanity, humanity, <laughs> yeah, in the world, society. <laughs> I want to shift gears a little bit, just because I think people are so interested in like how the figs colors come about, how the drops come about, how long does it take to make shifts in like sizing inclusivity in creating these drops and in and stuff like that. How can you walk us through any of that? Not like this not is the, the trade secret. Sauce. <laughs> okay, <laughs> our team works really, 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 really hard with all our silhouettes, all every single design detail, all our colors. Our colors literally that we have a we have a pretty big color team that talks that that mixes color, that talks about color, that dissects color. Um, and we, uh, we spend a lot of time on this. We spend a lot of time on, on the technology, on the design, and we have a lot of focus groups as well, but, uh, that's a lot of our energy is because of these drops, right? We, we spend a multitude of hours trying to perfect everything just for you. That was super macro high level. I didn't give you yeah, anything. Yeah, but I think, no, you, know, you wait. totally didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, just to add to that, you know, it's about re, re, setting standards it's you know i remember when we first came out with graphite our our one of our signature best-selling colors that you guys know graphite and it became actually it's become a hospital standard color which is so that's so cool at hospitals across the united states and um we're seeing similar feedback even with uh dark harbor and i remember when um we created dark harbor and everyone and and i remember saying to heather i said well you know, it's not really, um, you know, I've heard that certain hospitals have to wear hunter green or they have to wear certain other colors. And she's like, no, 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 we're resetting all that. And I think it's just, you know, the amazing partnership that Heather and I have around seeing the future versus seeing the present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like like what is our, what does our current state look like? And then what does our future state look like? But the graphite actually we that's really dying just a, a, a certain percent of our the yarns and we were experimenting and it came out so beautiful and uh and yeah the hospitals in the beginning they were saying no 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 and then all of a sudden now they're trying to make it but it's very hard to make it's very <laughs> difficult and then in terms of i mean you mentioned inclusivity i mean this is a huge uh area of focus for us um you know we really are uh, excited and we worked really hard around increasing our sizing, uh, which is a, a huge initiative. And then, you know, making products for all different types of healthcare professionals across profession and across um, the country and then internationally as well. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but the other day we launched our hijab for the Muslim community, which was a huge uh, initiative of ours for a very long time. And we were very excited to do that. Down um, to the ear holes. So like they... You- Oh, we you had, had a, ear yeah. holes. Our design in it, team so you can had, put had your, your stethoscope focus in. groups just to to understand. Yeah, what size stethoscope? How did? How do you take it out? How many times do you take it out? How, how do you tuck it in? I mean, there's a whole it was a whole thing. But um, yeah, we we aim to be the most inclusive company in the world. We try. And we're trying really, really hard. We're trying. Trina just said, you know, in terms of even extending our sizing, and then in 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 terms of our, and then in who we partner with as well, right? In terms of 
Women's Equality Day, we partnered with Bumble and all around pay equity for women. We're a female founded company. You are both women and the majority of the healthcare profession is women. So we really look to do things that elevate women to the highest platform ever. I think also LGBTQ uh, initiatives. Uh, we've partnered with a ton of organizations over the years. Uh, breast cancer awareness and bringing shining light. We just did a partnership with Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. Uh, wild Aid to help the animals. So inclusivity means so many things to us. And it's how do we show up uh, for the things that our community cares about and do it in the right way and have integrity around every single thing that we do and, and partner with all the right types of organizations so that we can um, make a meaningful impact. And if we can continue on this path, our impact could be really great. And it's, and it's not about me or Heather or even the FIGS team. It's this community that is kind of fueled and it's become the brand, right? You all are part of the FIGS family. I mean, and that's what makes the impact so great because it's not just this company's impact. It's all of our impact together. Uh, to make this world better. Yeah, it's been absolutely beautiful to watch. Figs has, you know, really has adapted and evolved through so many different years and so many different things that have happened. Obviously, we already touched on the pandemic and you mentioned about, you know, uplifting and um, inspiring women. Well, I know Danielle and I can say that we are both extremely inspired by the two of you. And you both hit a huge milestone in the pandemic with being the first two co-founders to make a company public. How did that feel? Like, how did that even come about? Is this something that you ever thought that would happen when you were resizing your friend's scrubs after coffee? No, I mean, I, I, you know, you don't, you know, you don't really think, okay, maybe you do. Maybe some children have a dream of, I'm going to go public someday, right? Maybe, maybe kids do, maybe they should. Um, But I, I think it was more about how do we get everybody behind the healthcare professional. What do we need to do as a brand to do that? How do we get the visibility, right? How do we get the, the finance community, the bankers to back healthcare professionals so they can go and recreate the future, right? Or reinvent the future or invent the future. And this was our way of doing it, right? It's like, let's go public. Let's be that company. Let's be that brand where everybody can stand behind healthcare professionals and let's go change the world together. That, I mean, we work really, really hard. We've been working hard for a very long time. Um, and we're going to continue to work really hard for you guys. So, yeah, I think people should dream about this. But I think it's bigger than just ringing a bell. It's about what's your, what's your bigger mission. But I'm, I'm all about dreaming. I dream every day. Right? Trina's like, yeah, you do. Wake up. She's like, wake up. <laughs> I've heard that a few times now about this like balance between you two. Just like in general, what is this relationship like? Like, is someone a little bit more type A and someone's a little bit more laid back? Or like, how do your, uh, you know, Danielle and I are co-hosts. So we, um, we balance, we each, balance other each other in well, different ways as well. Yeah. That similar dynamic. Here. Yeah. You guys have a great dynamic. Yeah, you really do. You have good synergy. Yeah. Good energy. Good vibes. I think so too. We're I better and we're closer too. I know. <laughs> I mean, Heather and I are, are, are both pretty type A, um, but in different ways. And I think it's been a decade-long partnership. I think it will go down in history as one of the greatest partnerships in business. Uh, that's my hope. Um, and I think we're on our path because uh, we complement each other in so many ways. And we have very different skill sets, but um, they are, you know, we really trust each other. You know, there's so many things that I don't know. And whether it whether it's Heather or the rest of the team, right? We really look to fill in where we uh, aren't experts, right? And, and get the right people around you. And, you know, 
hopefully I compliment <laughs> the areas in which, you know, you're not an expert, right? And so I think it's uh, an amazing partnership. And we talk also about like two people at the top. You know, I think it's always been, oh, this one person and it's a bit about ego and a bit about, oh, dictatorship. And for us, it's this company is all about collaboration and, and people coming together and rallying around shared values uh, and a shared mission. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the number one is, is the North Star. We have the same North Star. Um, and I think at two people at the top, too, it's about you um, can really dive into certain areas. When there's one, it's harder because you have more areas to cover. And we, uh, we split things up. So we get really deep and we go really fast and we push each other. I mean, we, we it's, which is kind of cool. And I'm sure you've faced a lot of challenges being two women specifically um, heading into boardrooms, heading into, you know, different meetings, especially I'm sure when you're trying to upscale and keep this company going, especially at the beginning. Can you touch a little bit on some of those challenges or some of those barriers that you face as women? Yeah, I mean, I think you don't necessarily know if it's because you're a woman, to be honest. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you don't have the other side of it. It's not like, oh, and then I walked in as a man and then I experienced something completely different. Right? We, t- we so- talk about that in the nursing profession, actually. We're like, is it because we're nurses or because we're 90% women? Which one is it? Right. And so I think, um, you know, and I also think we've been, I don't know, we've entered those rooms in those spaces, whether it's with investors or, or bankers or lawyers or you know, where a majority is our men and, and being a few, there's only been, a, I think, a few women in, in our seat, right? As, as you mentioned, public company CEOs. And so um, we take it on, I think now more than maybe we did before. I think you just kind of, your head's down, you're moving forward and you're going. And I think now um, as women in the positions that we're in, we kind of are like, okay, we're role models, right? And people are looking to us to say, wow, I can do it too. And that's really inspiring. And we hope to inspire people to do that. But you know, there were so many challenging moments. And is it because, you know, we were totally disrupting an industry and it's hard, you know, when you're creating a category, when you're disrupting an industry, it's hard for people to believe in that. So was it because we're women or is it because we're completely doing something completely different that people didn't get right away, right? Or was it because, um, you know, it was early on and they didn't see the numbers fully yet. So there's a lot of, I think, reasons why it was challenging to um, whether it was to from an investment standpoint, whether it was from a um, even just people believing in in how we were going to go do this. So, you know, but I think uh, over time, the world follows. Right. Well, I think we should do some really fun rapid fire questions. <laughs> <laughs> if you're down, let's go. There's anything let's that you're roll. like, Heather's nervous. Pass. I could tell. <laughs> All right. I feel like I know the answer for one of these questions, but. What's your favorite color figs? Ooh, that's it. So many favorites. You have to follow that with what are you doing? Where are you going? All the things. I really like we just launched Dark Magenta. It's so cool. It's rich. It's very rich. I think it's one of my favorite colors that we've launched. What about you? Dark Harbor. So for That's me, what I had pegged for her. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. So I I thought it was not, Dark honestly, Harbor. I still <laughs> love to this day our graphite. I really mm. do. And I, it's dear to my heart. I think it, when I look at it, I just like melt still. I'm like, it's more than I a color so for you. It is, is it because it, yeah, it, it is, is Jackie. It's more than a, it is. Is it because it took color. so long to perfect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It took like three years. <laughs> All right. This is one of my favorites. So Jackie brought up the earning the joggers. 
But honestly, y'all brought jogger, the jogger scrubs back from the 80s. Like, you like, yeah. like, how did you do that? Yeah. How did you make joggers cool? Yeah. Short you, answer. Single handedly, you guys brought back jogger scrubs. We brought, we, have the, we just had the jogger bar. We got to do a real jogger bar. We have to do like a physical jogger bar. Jog, well, we, if you think about what you guys do every day, you're running around, you need something secure around your ankles, and you got to look cool. Joggers are cool. They're cool with a lot of pockets. And then we launched the high-waisted jogger, which is so Killer. cool. Oh, we got yeah. two. We got four. Once four, you go high-waisted, yeah. you can't go back. High-waisted is the best. You can't go back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that was a, one of the other ones was high-waisted or regularized. <laughs> high-waisted all day long. All day long. All right. What is oh, your- We should do ADL. What's oh, ADL? All day long. All day long. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See, in healthcare, we call ADLs the activities of daily living. So yeah. anyone that, that's listening to this is going to hear an ADL and go, what the hell are they talking about? Activities of daily living. <laughs> May resume. Okay, Meg. Um, favorite thing about each other? My favorite thing I think about Trina is I, uh, she's nonstop. Oh, I can call her at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. She'll pick up her phone. I appreciate that because I don't work normal hours. And that's probably my favorite thing. Also, I think Trina's really kind. She's a very kind person. You might not, you know, she's tough, went to Harvard, was a banker before. All right, cut that out. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out because I feel that from both of you. But I, I think I think Trina's very kind and I, I appreciate that. I think Heather is really a creative genius and just this life uh, where most people just see, you know, they see the rule book, they see the playbook. Heather just sees a totally different world that she just, is a true original. Um, and I think there's few true originals in this world. And Heather is one of those people who just does things her way and always the right way with the highest integrity, which I really respect. Okay, I got to redo mine. Let me just redo mine. <laughs> <laughs> Heather's like, hang on. <laughs> that was really sweet. Thanks. <laughs> Watch after this. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Will figs make underwear? Do you think healthcare professionals would want figs to make underwear? Yeah. Under under scrubs? Definitely. Under under yeah, scrubs. Definitely. Yeah. I would yeah. say so, yeah. Like a thong that actually fits well. I don't so know about you don't a thong, ha- but okay. Well, I mean, underwear lines are a thing. That's true. Especially or a really on the good yeah. seamless. Okay. Seamless. Yeah. We'll help you brainstorm. We are more than happy. <laughs> product product focus group happening right now. Mm-hmm. Live, ladies and gentlemen. Live. <laughs> All right. Um, favorite fast food, like guilty fast food. Oh, you were talking about In-N-Out last yeah, night. Yeah, we were just talking about some food. So I didn't do it because I would have. I just didn't get around to it. Mm. This is not fast food, but it's actually I just discovered it. What? Mushroom beef jerky. That sounds really bad. It's really good. <laughs> that it's sounds really good. Really, I, and I would never think that you would eat that. I bought a lot at Whole Foods and I just like, <laughs> yeah, the salt and pepper. Oh, really? Mushroom beef jerky. It's not real beef, but it tastes like it's really good. Okay. That's that's kind of fast foody. Yeah, I eat right? a lot of Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Trina, it, she gets a box of 20 sometimes. Okay. No, that's, but I don't eat them all at once. No, no, no. That's yeah, true. don't make So Heather sound. is fueled by mushroom jerky and Trina's Krispy Kreme. All right, we're taking notes. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. That's, that's, how you build a, that's how you build a company like this. All right. Good to know. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Anything exciting you want to share on the pod? What anything new coming up you want to promote? Or the next few months are going to be insanely exciting. So, for those of you who are figs lovers, and I hope you all are, 
Um, we have really exciting things in store and we can't wait to share them with you. Right? Yeah. I think HW, some, some cool HWs coming out. High waist? Mm-hmm. You got the ADL, mm-hmm. you got the HW, mm-hmm. is HW a medical uh, uh, HW. Term? Is that anything? Is, <laughs> is that like Danielle? a is drug HW? prescription of some sort? HW. <laughs> height and weight is like the only thing I can height think of. H and W, like height and weight. You go. can make anything a medical abbreviation. <laughs> I heard one the other day and I was like, I thought I, had, I thought I knew them all, but I had to Google one the other day and I was really, really oh my God, bummed that's to so myself. Good. Yeah, that's we, so we good. do have some cool stuff coming out. We. Actually, next week we have something very, very special. We've been working on it for about close to a year and a half mm. that we are launching next week. And um, we're very proud and very excited. So stay tuned. Well, thanks for- so much for coming on the WOMED. We with love us. you guys so much. Thank you so much for having us. This Thank was, you. We do a lot of things like this. Actually, this means more. I just want everyone to know that speaking to healthcare professionals directly means more to myself and Heather than any other, like, anybody we've ever talked to from like a press perspective. So I just want you both to know how important this was to us and how much it means to us. I flew in just so you know, for this. You did not. I did. No way. Swear to God. Flew in totally. Yeah. On that note, I'm going to start crying and it's not going to be pretty. (laughs) A, I can't believe that interview just happened. And B, behind the scenes tidbit for you. Jackie and I just found out that Heather flew in for the interview. Yes, definitely a tidbit of information. I am very grateful that we found out after the interview. Yes. Because if we would have found out before, talk about pressure. Yes. But really, I'm so grateful that we got to sit down with Heather and Trina and especially that they made such an effort to come out and meet us at the FIGS headquarters. It was just, I mean, it was just, we were joking. It was like Disneyland for for healthcare workers. So 100%. Um, Another note we just want to touch on real quick, make sure whatever platform you listen to the WOMED on, you are following so that you get those episodes downloaded each week. Rate, review us. And if you are on the Apple podcast platform, we are so close to 1000 reviews. And I know we've mentioned it, but we are going to send the most amazing WOMED swag bag to the person who leaves the 1000th review. And we read all of them. We read all of them. We love your feedback. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will catch you next Monday. WOMED out.